Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Guitar Nerds here. Um, just with some quick information about Patreon. Um, Patreon is a service that allows us to give you an extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week from as little as $5. Um, we've also got a $1 platform on there as well, so if you're not bothered about the uh, the extra content and you just want to support us, um, you can make a really small contribution to help us keep the lights on at Guitar Nerds HQ. Um, head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for all of the information there and a boatload of content. There is something like 40 hours worth of back catalogue now, so as well as the um, episode every week, you can go back Netflix styly and uh, yeah, see what we've been up to over the last year and a half. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello. And a very special guest uh, in Dan Grace. Hello there. Former, um, well, you know, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Done yeah. a few things. Done Long time friend, I'd say. Some YouTube stuff for us. Dan, just move a tiny bit into the microphone for us. Yeah. There Definitely. we go. Fine. Sweet. Um, I'm not used to all this modern tech. Thanks. To, no, yeah, it's a microphone. I think we used to do it just round one, though, didn't we, back in the day? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. A dark room. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, uh, we are live on YouTube for the first time um, ever. I did a bit of a test stream last week, but yeah, we're sort of live streaming to YouTube now, I think, as long as it's working. I think it is. Um, so, as you know, if you've been a podcast listener for a little while, um, we have been streaming to Amplify. As mentioned last week, we have now switched over to streaming on YouTube, um, which is super cool. You know, we've got a bit of following on YouTube, and uh, hopefully people will join us. So, assuming this is going to work, hopefully we'll have something that we can uh, we can take questions in the chat and stuff. And I think there's a little bit of a lag, so... We're about a minute in and there's no one there, which is not a great sign, but we'll see what happens. Um, so, thanks for coming along, Dan. Thanks for thanks, thanks for, for having it. me. No Joe Branton this week. He's out busy, apparently. But Although, I just he said he couldn't make it. And then just before we started recording, I had a look on Instagram and I saw that he was saying, thanks, Thug Life Kitchen. For the great recipe of this soup that I'm making. Right, okay. So I'm not really sure that he's that busy. No, he's making dinner, basically. He's I'm, making dinner. I, I, every week I offer to make him dinner. 
<laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Do. So, do. so Joe's out doing I'd that. rather you make me dinner than me make me dinner. Yeah, me too. Every do you know time. What I mean? Every time. Um, and Joe Branton. Well, Joe Branton's out. Matt Knight is still in Japan. So, um, Dan, we thought we'd get you in for your um, your insight into stuff and mainly to fill a seat. And you know. Jay and I worked with each other all day. What have we got left to say to each well, yeah, other? That's Not it. a lot. So nice to have someone. I'm not even looking at him. That's it. Don't look at him. Um, Just keep looking away, you know. Dan, do you want to tell people what you do? So, um, I'm Dan. I um, I work for a music college called BIM, the British and Irish Modern Music Institute. Oh, have they had a British and Irish now? British and Irish is? Modern Music Institute. Yeah, yeah. It used to be Brighton Institute of Modern, Modern music. music. But then after a while, they we opened a college in, uh, sorry, in Bristol. Um, then in Manchester was it was it then Bristol and Brighton Institutes of Modern Music? Well, no, it was Brighton Institute of Modern Music Bristol. in Bristol, right? Okay. Um, but then I think when they when they opened one in Dublin, yeah, um, they thought right time to rebrand a bit, but thought maybe a college called Dim wouldn't attract <laughs> so many students. Um, so British and Irish Modern Music Institute is based in the UK and Ireland and in Germany as well now. So yeah, kind of makes sense that way. Um, More cohesive, okay. I'd say. Okay, so um, what for people who don't know what BIM is, do you want to let people know what BIM is? So BIM is a, an educator. They teach contemporary music to students on diploma courses or degree courses or postgraduate courses as well. All about how to succeed in the music industry, basically. Okay. Yeah, it's good fun. There's a mix of like performance courses, so people who play guitar and bass and drums and all that. Um, then also looking at other courses like music business and journalism, event management. So all the kind of different sides of the music business, basically. Okay. Trying to get students a proper career that lasts, essentially. And what is it that you do? So I travel around. I go around Europe talking to students about my experience, what I've done, and kind of trying to help people along with what they potentially might want to do next with their lives. Okay. Bear in mind, all these people are like, you know, between the ages of 15 and 18 before they go to uni and it's your job to guide them into the world of yeah. guitars right there's a lot of questions but there's a lot of potential guitar nerds there well that's why it's perfect for you to yeah. be on the podcast because we get a lot of questions um and uh, yeah, it's mainly gear focused I and mean, mm. i don't know what the students are, are all about are they more about like career path or do they talk about gear and stuff to be honest i mean with my job it's all about career paths and stuff like that yeah but the fact is that there's tons of students who are well into their gear um Great band, um, for instance, Rory Indiana, who were okay. graduates now. They were students a couple of years ago. Um, where, and I love it, I love to say it, their guitarist pedalboard is huge and their bass player's is even bigger. Right, nice. He's got one of those <laughs> two-tier ones like okay. Matt just got. Oh, where it like, slides back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Matt's new pedalboard, by the way, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, Matt's pedalboard now is fantastic. Uh, in the, Yeah, it's two-tier and it like slides so you can get it to other pedals and stuff it's bizarre it looks like it's about to take off yeah totally this one's going to space yeah um so he's got a light on it has matt Knight got a light i think he has he's i'm got sure he's got some, he's some gone, light up stuff he's gone for that i mean that's one step too far i think yeah yeah lights on pedal when you get into the led lighting round yeah. the round the board <laughs> that's uh, always the next step i guess um so we've got you on to talk um to talk gear yeah. Um, and talk a bit about uh, BIM and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually going to have you on the Patreon episode as well, um, cool. which is our extra half an hour of content, um, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see there's a little kind of ad for it at the bottom there. Um, 
where we're going to talk about your tips for getting into session playing because yep. as well as like um, doing your stuff at BIM you also do a bit of session yep. work here and there and you've done you've played with some quite cool people in some the past cool so um, we're going to talk about that that was my job for quite a long time sessioning yes yeah, but then you then you got uh, you got swayed over to the joys of retail the joys of by your good, good old mate retail <laughs> we, should, we should mention that's how we met basically we always yeah. we used to work at GAC and yeah. you were, did the podcast and stuff together at some points um, yeah our we did an acoustic guitar special. You are, you kind of got. When, in well, our, you did a few though, didn't you? Uh, I think I only did one. You know, I think you did one. A I couple think, of the early ones. I think you did. Yeah, and more but than like one. it was back one? when we were when we were like really caning it on the booze all yeah. the time. So you probably just don't remember it. Well, yeah, that's it. We're, we're a lot more refined now because podcasting drunk all night. Tea. That's it. Yeah, we're well, drinking see, I'm, tea. I'm keeping the dream alive. You got a bit, here, I got a little iron brew on the go. Oh, People have been go. asking what we've been drinking actually. So there we go. We're all. I've got cool. a tasty beer. A lovely, a lovely brew. IPA. Now, it seems like we are up and running on YouTube. So, Jay, um, you've got um, questions and stuff, I guess, coming in. Are people saying the stream is okay? Um, I haven't heard anybody say that it's bad. Okay. Um, regu- so, I think we're going all right. Regular audio podcast listeners, do bear with us a little bit this week because we're just testing this. Um, as mentioned on the podcast last week, next week we're switching to Mondays at 8pm for the live stream. So, um, yeah, this is our kind of first Tuesday night test and then we're doing Mondays from 8. So, A um, couple of weird little changes right off the bat. but Well, we've got rid of Joe Branton, which is which good. perfect. He's been permanently replaced by me, Joe. Yes. I hope you're watching this. Yeah. yeah, so just this is how we're telling him. This like, is how it is. Getting his divorce Joe. papers on Christmas Day, EastEnders style. <laughs> um, Joe, if you're out there... Get in contact and and tell us why you think I should give you your job back. (laughs) Tell us why you think you've been sacked. I can name quite a few reasons. Um, Jay Cross, how have you been? I've been fine, thanks, Mark. Um, Have you done any guitar-related stuff this week? Um, I tell you what, so last week at some point, two weeks ago, uh, we got sent a couple of amps. Yeah, uh, we talked about this last week. For demo, I've been playing those quite a lot. Okay. Been playing those, and uh, I also, for the first time in ages, and I meant to do it, I was, I, was, I was checking it out to see if I could do a little video on it. Um, over in the corner of the, uh, behind the behind the fourth wall, as it were, um, of the camera. Oh, I see. Yeah, literally behind the camera. Yeah. Um, is my Roland Space Echo, the SRE555, which is the... The, see it right now. Oh, it's beautiful. It's pretty bad boy. Pretty but impressive. I wanted to do because, like, we've talked about it a lot on on the podcast, but we've never really done a video on it or like shown the inner workings of them. And they're such a cool piece of kit. Um, so I plugged that in to see how it sounded, to see whether it was something that I could do a video on. Yeah. Um, and it sounded really dreadful. Um, really? So there's, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. There's something really uh-huh. wrong. Like it needs. I think it just needs like a good old clean. This is, is always going to be the problem, isn't it? Over the RE201 or the RE20. Yes, um, which is up here. Which you can easily get to and easily plug in. Um, yeah, the uh, SRE555 is always going to be a bit problematic. There we go. If you're watching there on the go. video, there is Jay's Space Echo. Don't let the that fall boy. over and smash That's this fine. table. There we go. Um, so I suppose the great thing about these pedals is they sound exactly the same every time you turn them on. Yeah, well, yeah, that is, that's always going to be the... Uh, the, the one of the benefits there yeah. so and I think with your your proper tape machine I think if you used it more it probably wouldn't need so much maintenance oh I'm sure that's the case yeah it's all I'm, moving parts isn't it absolutely and, yeah well I mean I guess there's two sides to that because obviously the more you use it the more the tape's going to wear down but um, also that can um, be expensive yeah well I've got I do have a spare tape um, although that's for my, I think the spare tape is for the, for the Watkins. Watkins for the Watkins copycat, which I also have because I, I was thinking about maybe doing like a how many tape echoes? I know this guy got. 
with a, with a re- real or modelled Jay is the king of, of tape echoes king of tape. So. so I was thinking about doing um, a little video on those and I wanted to give them a, a little go to see how they sounded and uh, yeah that just it sounded really bad the um, the echo sounded good I think there's there's something going on with the preamp or so I don't know I don't know it, it needs okay. might just be a bit dirty I think it's what it's been sitting there and for also bit, like we've been like the flat we live uh, I live right on the seafront in Brighton on the south coast of the UK and the, the outside just gets battered by wind and rain all the time salty um, air yeah it's like living in uh, the uh, Iron Islands no not the Iron Islands yeah yeah the Iron Islands that's where we live that's why you smell so bad no, I smell really good. All oh, right, no, it's how I make up for not having a, any personality. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's it. It was um, yeah. It's 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 a great piece of kit that just needs a little bit more work. So you know, that's uh, what I did this week. I did that. Do you know how Matt's is doing? His aunt, is, he's got a two hundred one. His, he his is pristine and works amazingly. Yeah. Probably, I and I bet know. he's probably taken it apart a million yeah. times and knows exactly how to put it all of course together. He, of course, again. he has. Well, well I mean, I do feel a little bit bad right now. Mine is sort of a glorified amp stand because I've got an amp a turntable and then a vase of flowers on top of it yeah um, you should put it up here we can use it as set dressing I do, it's I, too heavy it's probably it's won't too heavy yeah, yeah it's way too heavy for that anyway that Watkins just about survives up there but yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other things that turned up this week um, we had a few pedals turn up people are sending stuff in for gear of the year uh, which is our obviously our annual awards um, which will take place in December towards the end of December people are sending stuff in for us to try and one of the interesting things that turned up this week was the Reverend Billy Corgan signature model yeah which is super cool and I think maybe in with a shout of cracking that top five overall gear of the year now Billy Corgan Drive is it? No, no, no it's a guitar. guitar. Oh, it's a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It's a kind of retro sixties-y, futuristic-looking um, two humbucker guitar with um, twenty-five and a half inch scale length. Cool. Maple neck mm-hmm. um, in silver burst, and it looks absolutely Strat style. How wicked! No, not at all. Oh, okay. More like sort of lit. You know, like when you'd see like a 60s pawn shop type guitar there we go Jay's showing you a picture of it right now oh yeah I know the one no good for anyone watching but or listening but um, I'm just dropping it into the, uh, into the chat there actually. it is very much a guitar from space um, it's awesome I really really like it um, we, it got delivered to us by um, a UK guitar shop and I emailed them to say thanks so much for sending this through you know they're working with Reverend to, to send it over to us for us to try um, and I said you know how much of a setup have you done on this and they said well we do get them in from Reverend and we do a bit of a setup but the key thing about the Reverend stuff is the fret dressing like the fret jobs on them is so good that done for you the setups are kind of really easy anyway because that's kind of part of the battle I guess but you can tell that it's come out of the factory really nicely. Mm. Um, they don't often come like that either. No, definitely not. Um, so I was really impressed, and the uh, the fellow who who supplied the guitar to us um, was saying that yeah, basically everyone that comes out of the box is absolutely fantastic. Plays really nicely. Proper quality control, and that's what we like. Indeed. I'm not 100% sold on the sound yet. I need to try it with a few different amps, because I've only got the little Hughes and Kettner at home. But We need a big amp and a fuzz pedal, it, surely. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. totally. But it's got, it's got rail hammer pickups in there, which are humbuckers that are part rail magnet and three-pole Blimey. magnet in there. It's pretty weird. 
Um, really, really fat sounding. It's huge. Yeah, it's like Punchy. super. It's like a mid-range monster, basically. Mm. So yeah, I need to give that a try with some different amp settings. I might bring it around here at some point, and we'll uh, we'll try it into that Roman Jam it blue, out. blues yeah. cube because I think that'd yeah, be a good, good idea. Test. But yeah, I think it is a kind of very much a Billy Corgan sounding guitar. You know, like great with a fuzz pedal. I mean, we'll go into this more when we get, actually get around to Gear of the Year, obviously. But yeah. I mean, for me, it's an eight hundred quid guitar. That's it's an eight hundred quid bolt on guitar. Yeah, you know, and this is a conversation that Mark and I had when I tried it. It's like, would you buy that over an American Special Strat? I'm not sure that you would. I like. I think if you A B the two, the American Special Strat, prop, which is about the same sort of money, I think that comes out on top. And depends depends it, what you want though. Well, for sure it does. Yeah, of course. It's it's there's. Uh, yeah, I'm not complete. I'm, I also really dislike silver burst. Like, and they that's do other colours. I know they do other colours, but do they do know. white with a black scratch plate? They do. I mean, that's, well, that's they, that's do. The they do white, but it's got it? silver scratch plate on it. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, <laughs> but the white, the white looks really good. The white but does look. Someone's good. looking and for something a bit different. Well, that's, absolutely, that's absolutely so cool. But yeah. that, I mean, that's kind of sums up Reverend. I think you know, there's, we are starting to see a lot of people playing them, mm. um, and. I think it's for someone, yeah, wanting to spend kind of American special type money, but they don't want to strat in a telly. Um, you know, the and what can you get Gibson wise for that at the moment? I guess it's going to be like tributes and stuff. Uh, not in 2016. 17 tribute though. Which they do looks, seven, oh, they're okay. Yeah, it looks okay, really sorry, nice. Again, it could be a contender for sort of gear of the year type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, Similar price range. I th- you know, it's. But then I think a lot of people as well, if you've already got a strat in a telly, yeah. then. That's the sort of thing you get next, you know. It's the sort of guitar, I think, where at a higher price point, you know, a lot of players will go, okay, Stratonatelli, fine, Gibson, fine, but I want to look at, say, like a Music Man, but you can't really get into that properly until you're spending 1,500 quid. Um, Of course. Whereas Reverend allows you to do that sort of thing, and they do a few guitars that are almost reminiscent of the, like, Axis Sports and stuff like that. Um, They do, like, stuff with P90s that's really nice. Um, for all all around sort of seven to eight hundred quid, um, I think it's really cool. And like I said, I'm gonna go to bat for it. I think in Gear of the Year, I really like it. No spoilers, geese. It's the why well, it's the most interesting guitar that I tried so far this year. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go for that. And also, obviously, the Pink Sparkle Strat that I bought. I think that's. I quite that. like the headstock on it, you know. Yeah, it's really nice, and that carries across it's all like the reverend guitars. GNL, isn't it? It is. It's got a bit of a GNL vibe. Just something really different. Um, I'm super into it. I think it'd be um be a good one. We had some cool pedals to turn up as well, but we're going to talk about those next week. Cool. I think. Um, one last bit of business before we dive into the news and some questions. Um, this Sunday we are going to be at the South of England Guitar Show. We are, um, which is a cool show. Jay, can you remember where it exactly it is? Uh, Kempton Racecourse. Kempton Racecourse. That's right. Um, on yeah, Sunday the what date will it be uh, this tw- Sunday? Twenty. Uh, 20- Oh, I can't remember. Something I'm like looking that. it up. Um, is it the so 24th? Something like that. Yeah, this Sunday. So we're going to be there. Um, 23rd. 23rd. Um, we're going to be there. We are there doing some videos and stuff, walking around, speaking to people, checking out the booths. There's a load of other people confirmed for it. Um, but we'd really like to see some Guitar Nerds listeners, if we can. Um, so if you see us, if you're going to the event, um, or if you're not going to the event, I recommend that you do, because there's going to be some really good stuff. Joe Branton is going to be there working one of the booths, so you can go and harass him, which which will be fun. He's on the, on the GAC booth. Um, and... Yeah, we're going to be there wandering around. Jay and I doing some videos. Matt might make an appearance. I don't know. Um, so if you're if, about, you should come. Man. 
Sunday, I think I am, you know. Well, we've got limited press passes, so before oh, yeah. you invite a load of people... Um, before you invite me... Um, we'll see, we'll see if we can do something, but um, yeah, yeah, so we're going to be pay there. to get in. If I'll drive you for free. I'll just pay to get in, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you're coming to the show, do look out for us. Um, come say hello, and yeah, we're going to see, try and talk to as many people as possible, I guess. Um, and maybe there's a chance of doing some sort of meet-up either before or after. I think something might be being organised in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Looks to be a good show. You should definitely go there anyway, and um, we'll be there. So if you know, see us wandering around, do come and say hello. Should be, um, should be super cool. Do we know what sort of brands are going to be showcasing? Um, I think it's a mix of like retailers, some brands, and um, there's also some people like selling their private collection stuff oh, okay, as well. Cool. So hopefully we're going to see a lot of cool vintage stuff. Um, Jay, what's cool uh, what we got listed? I'm just bringing up the list of exhibitors. Uh, all parts. All parts are going to be yeah. there. That's cool. Um, Barnes and Mullins, Barnes so that'll be PV. Blue, oh, blue, blue guitar's going to be there. Barnes and Mullins will be PV and a few like nice acoustic brands and stuff. Burns are going to be there, which is cool. Hopefully, see some cool Burns D- stuff. Daddario, oh, Daniel's things. guitars there. Yeah. yeah, not mine. Yes, so I think it's a lot smaller builders, and there's some bigger brands, there's some accessory brands and stuff, stuff that you might not be able to try elsewhere. Cool. I think a lot of it is going to be brands that maybe are just starting out and can't really afford to get into. the bigger shows that yeah. you might go to so yeah I think it'll be um, it'll be a neat little event so um, let's meet up let's um, see some some booths and things sounds good should be good should we do some news yeah you've got to say you've got to go news. Funny, funny voice. news that's, that's much really better than good. what Joe normally that was does. very good oh see very you know, good. you've made the right choice yeah you know, I like that a lot remember so, Joe if you're listening please do send he in isn't listening, mate. Uh, don't, a don't. statement to tell us why you should get your job back from me I like that you're delivering that down the camera like yeah. a, it's like a wrestling promo Joe I'm you're looking at you calling out the honky tonk man to uh, see if you can win his you, you can't really zoom belt. on this so can you can't you? zoom <laughs> so it's not got quite the same no. uh, do you want me to effects? throw you towards the camera yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, just a bit of a yeah, throw just do that um, so first up in the news Seymour Duncan have announced a brand new set of pickups the high voltage humbuckers um, Dan Ooh. you um, did a bit of research into this for us I certainly did what's I certainly a, did what's going on with the high voltage humbuckers um, so Seymour Duncan described them as the high voltage humbucker set that was developed for one of rock's most iconic and devilish guitarists I wonder who it could be is it um, Dave, Dave Devil? No, uh, Steve no. Satan. Uh, Steve is Steve Satan. Barry Beelzebub. Barry. <laughs> I think Steve Satan's the man. SS Steve Satan. <laughs> okay. Um, so obviously we're talking Angus Young here. Dave Diablo. Dave Del Diablo. Right. Good. Um, who's actually uh, the bass player in my old band. Dave Diablo? Well, Dave Delgado. Right, okay. But everyone called him Del Diablo. Oh, right. oh wow, yeah. there we go. What a guy. Are these, are these his signature bass these humbuckers? These are his signature bass humbuckers. Okay. Um, he plays a, a six-string bat. No, no. Okay. So, signature Angus Young humbucker. So, sounds like you're going to get all that classic, like, martial driving tone that you'd expect from an Angus Young-style pickup. Really, uh, really high output. You're looking at 8.6K. On the bridge pickup, so super hot pickup. Yeah, little less on the on the on the neck there, but still really really high output, seven point seven k. So enough to really kick it, shove them in a, an SG, plug into a Marshall, and I think you're away. Job done, basically. Well, I'll drop it in, plug it into my new Doctor Z head, and it'll probably do the similar. You're kind loving of thing. this Doctor Z head. We were loving going to talk about Z. it in intro, but I thought you might go on too much about it. I'm probably going to go on too much about it 
no matter what you do throughout really. the podcast yeah basically. throughout I'm just going to drop in the Z what head is it again. it's Remedy okay but it's one of the newer ones so you've got a half power switch and a master volume so useful for home or stage exactly you can use it as a gig use it at home can, you, can you actually use it at home though yeah really yeah, totally totally yeah. So you flip it on half power keep the master low turn the gain up and it's awesome sounds loads like that lovely Mark Men record that we love oh yeah 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 nice cool. that classic Marshall Crunch yeah but you've like you can really hear those, those so single clear yeah. I mean the thing is, is like we've gone on about it a lot and we talk about it even when you're not here you've got one of the best guitars any of us have ever played I do yeah you're, so Dan's got a uh, Fender Custom Shop Telecaster and sorry it's, uh, sorry Fender Custom Shop No Caster Fender Custom Shop No sorry, is it a No Caster it's a No Caster yeah but no, it's a Telecaster with a no-caster neck. No, it's a, it's a no-caster. Is it 51? It's a no-caster 51, yeah. but with a 65-style strat shape head, uh, shape neck profile. So it's like a yeah. shallow... Oh, yeah, it's the other, you went the other way round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course you did. Yeah, you went so it's the, really, the it looks way really round. cool, but it's but wussy. It's easy to play. <laughs> well, thing is, I have to play it a lot. I play yeah, it all the time. So, of course. So it kind of works for me, you know. Nice and easy. But then that through loads of amps sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But then this one, for me, coming from playing a basement all the time, a vintage yeah. basement, this one, every time you turn it on, it turns on. And whenever you turn up to a show without a cab and you want to borrow someone else's cab, it does 16, 8 or 4 ohms. Okay. And that sounds silly to most people, but having a 4 ohm head um, that breaks all the time is the worst thing in the whole world yeah yeah it yeah. just makes you look like an idiot sometimes yeah you know? that's the thing is your because your basement is wicked but when it works when it, which isn't that it's often. rare no. yeah, yeah. i mean sometimes it sounds like there's a um, a thunderstorm inside sometimes it doesn't good. turn on but then whenever you take it to an amp repair man it works every time <laughs> nice and nobody can find anything wrong with it it's just so, temperamental we don't like leaving the house yeah, it's just it's, it's like yeah we're all getting old yeah, well, some of us more than others. The amp, the, the being amp being a lot older than 50 us, fifty odd years old. Yeah, not fifty years old. Forty, forty-six. I mean, you know, Mark, you're forty-six, aren't you? Yeah, you, yeah, something like that. Yeah, don't um, like leaving yeah. the house. Get crabby when you leave the house. I do really get. I mean, I really don't even like coming around here anymore. It's I know, just a painful experience. You arrived in a taxi. I, I did. I did. I live two minutes away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so um, those pickups sound cool. I guess if you're yeah. going for the uh, Angus sound, that's probably a really good way of doing it easily. Though I reckon with a humbucker like that, that's got that higher output, if you roll it off a touch. You'll go straight down to that kind of Malcolm Young, more like rhythm kind of style yeah. sound as well. Tiny bit more jangle in there. Yeah, it's nice to have that as well. A little bit but more then subtle. Why not have your super high output pickup so you can just roll it off a touch? Yeah. That's it. Go full and then wind yeah. it down. Wind it down. Um, let's do another bit of news. PRS have just announced the Tremonti Baritone. They have. Jay Cross, you're a fan of baritone guitars. You've done a bit of research into this one for us. Yes. So it's a bit of an interesting spec, actually. Um, what's cool about it is it sort of follows the um the sort of classy uh like upper level prs um aesthetics so you've got like the super flame cap and like it looks like a, a one i'm not sure if it's a one piece neck it's, it's difficult to see but the um the neck looks really nice like a really dark uh like really dark rosewood yeah so it looks really cool but this like the actual setup of it is is very interesting so it's only 25 and a half inch scale length which is really weird for a baritone, but it's not down-tuned quite as low 
as most baritones are. So down tuned to C, is it? It's down tuned to C sharp. Oh, okay. So, yeah, watch it, my Jed. Fine. Um, so it's like, I guess it's kind of like when you, de- like, it, you've detuned a half step, like how we all play, mm. except you. Yeah. And then, But then you've detuned de- a whole step after that. Yeah. So the I tuning- mean, that's exactly what it is. Well, yeah, absolutely, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, so the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's tuned to C sharp, F sharp, B, E, G sharp, C sharp. So, like. I mean, I I get that. Yeah, I, I really think, understand. I think that, that will probably sound quite cool. Yeah, I mean, there's so many artists now as well playing in like C or drop C yeah. tuners. There's yeah. so many. And so they probably don't want that ultra low baritone guitar with. Well, I mean, what I always think about like B to B is that. It's not really usable for chords. It's it struggles with chords. Whereas mm. I think C sharp probably would still handle it. I think as long as it's got a decent setup, like as long yeah. as you know you've got some heavy strings on there. The other thing is, is it's um it's plain third. Okay. Um. Ooh. So because you're not going really low, you don't have to, you, you know, you don't have to suffer through with the the uh, the heavier, uh, wound third, which is cool. Loads of different finishes. So they're doing them in black. Uh, black gold wraparound burst. Nice. These are some proper PRS colours. Okay, go on. Black gold wraparound burst. Charcoal contour burst. Copperhead. This one's great. Faded whale blue. Faded whale yeah. blue. Fire red burst and jade. And the other thing that's a little bit unique about them is they're not limiting the number that they're making, but they're limiting the time in which you can order them. Okay. Which, again, I think is something that's quite interesting. They're only available to order between October the 6th, which was the two weeks ago, and December the 20th. So you've got to get in touch with an authorised cool. PRS dealer if you want one. Quite a... Um, Made-to-order, pretty much, then. Well, yeah, I guess they are. Yeah. A, quite a good strategy, really, because you think with something like that, they say, oh, you know, I'm going to build... 25 or 80 or something on mm. that kind of guitar um, and you kind of think oh they'll probably still have one knocking around in the warehouse whereas this they're saying no we're only building them if you buy one, yeah. so one. there's not going to be any hanging around if someone there's doesn't take no, it there's no kind of gamble on their part I suppose because say if you make a limited run of 200 yeah. but there's only 180 customers who want that instrument yeah. then you're lumbered with 20 yeah. left over that you have to sell cheap yeah. in this way they sell every single unit that they build. Absolutely. And I think that this is probably um, a good strategy for especially a company like PRS. Because, you know, in that, so the you can only order it up until the week before Christmas. Now, for the sort of person generally who is going to buy a PRS, it's probably someone who's a little bit older, got a little bit more money, um, you know, maybe would be thinking about buying a guitar. But they're like, well, I'll wait. I'll get Christmas out of the way. I'll get the stuff for the kids. Yeah. You know, and that's when you're that's a bit a, more That's a January sensitive. guitar. Absolutely, it's a January guitar. And it's the sort of guitar that maybe somebody, like someone who's got that like little bit extra money knocking about, they'll be like, you know what? I'm going to wait until after Christmas and I'll see if anybody's got anything in the sales. PRS has gone, uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. Got to get it now. Dennis Nedry. Got to get it right now. Got to order it. So... I'd, quite an interest. I'm, I'd be really interested to see if that strategy works for them. Um, I mean, I'm sure we won't find out the numbers that they sell, but it, I think I'm, I'm into it. I'm going to keep an eye on it and see see how see how that works because I think that sort of it's always cool knowing that you've got something limited. Like we were, we had a little play of my uh, offset Telecaster just before coming on. Oh yeah, and it's cool knowing that there's. I think they only made 500 of them, and that's you know that's cool. That's pretty limited only for 500. 500 per color. 
I'm sure it's five hundred okay. per colour. There's still there's still some for sale in shops. I think so. Uh, yeah, well, seen yeah, a few to... blue ones knocking. Yeah, about. yeah, blue seems to yeah. have had the slowest uptake. I think. Yeah, but I reckon those white ones. Oh, it's great. There's it? going to be no more of those. Is no, a couple of people in the guitar nerds group have got the blue ones. Um, oh really? Yeah, and I think they look really good. Um, but yeah, cool blue is always going to be the, uh, all the always going to be the slowest. I blue think. with that. It's a mint green scratch player. As yeah, well, yeah. Isn't it? It's like that's a nice, nice. combo. Not bad at all. But you all. know, I mean, I'd I'd love. Sonic blue one, yeah. But I don't, it's Lake Placid, isn't it? The, uh, it is yeah, Lake Placid, yeah. 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 Oh, if it's, they if they did some like um, surf colors, surf colors would surf be. Green. That's the thing is like it is a bit weird that they only did those three. And it, I, a conversation I was having with someone uh, on so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how Fender have done uh, those colors for the um, Nashville series. Did you okay. see they? Well, they're not called the Nashville this time. They're called the deluxe. No, it's just a deluxe. Yeah, it's just a deluxe. Yeah, um, which is essentially Nashville. You know, the the middle pickups, yeah, like yeah. the one that I used to have. And they've done that. They've uh, reissued those in Sonic Blue and Fiesta Red. And it's like those are great, but why didn't you do those colours on the right guitar? On the right guitar, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And the power telly, the sorry, the Nash, uh, the deluxe telly, is not the right guitar for those colours. I don't think it's not. It's quite an uncool guitar, I think, with that middle pickup. Yeah, but, absolutely. So. And if they'd done, you know, if they'd done those offset tellies in surf blue, uh, sorry, surf green, sonic blue, fiesta red. So they could have done it like a six, a mix of a sixties Jaguar and an early fifties Telecaster. Yeah, I well, think yeah, that would have been the Absol- nail on the head. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, no doubt. After buying this great guitar and being like, oh, this is everything. Give it, give it six months, and Fender will bring out an FSR. Well, I mean, they are. Um, it it seems, yeah, it sure. seems as though American Standard is on its way out, doesn't it? That's true. Actually, Lot, lots of discounts going on all over the place, and a few retailers saying that they're discontinued. So maybe American Standard offset Telecaster has becomes killed a it. thing. Well, no, becomes a thing, and yeah. they offer a wider range of colours. Yeah, maybe. What if the, will, will you trade yours in if there's a surf green one or a Daphne blue or a white one with a black scratch plate? Well, I mean, I've got a white one. I can just change the scratch plate, can't I? Could do. Could do. <laughs> um, you, I don't know. Olympic white, wouldn't you? I don't know. I, it is Olympic white. Oh, is it? I thought yeah. it was Arctic white. No, it's Olympic white, but it's got. Um... Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That mint guard makes it the stark, gives you a bit of a stark contrast. It's the lighting in here. Can you I know, tell? it's a little bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, I thought it was quite nice. It's quite a, a low, subtle sort of warm light in yeah, there. Yeah, it's very warm. Yeah. It's warming. That's Good. why it makes the Olympic white look like Arctic white. Yeah. That's it. Stark. Ned Stark. Stark. Quite Ned yeah. Stark. Um, shall we... Um, Branton's not here, obviously, and he would normally do his brand of the week. Yeah. Branton of the week. Yeah. You've sort of got a brand of the week. Did you want to still do I this? I think let's skip it because... We'll, we'll skip it and I'll do it another week. Because okay. the, the start, the beginning, I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Because it's something that I w- really wanted to learn about as much as anything. And I, I started doing the... Re- well, I only found out Joe wasn't going to be here a little bit later. So I didn't get enough time to do enough research on it. So I do apologise. Thanks for dropping me in it. After I did say, no, no, let's fine. leave it. No, but, so thanks very much for, for this. Cheers, mate. Thanks for dropping me in you it You said there, we might be able to do it, we may not. So I thought I'd gauge the vibe of the room and see, uh, see how time. we're doing. Next time. Yeah, next next time. time. Next time, indeed. Should we do some questions? I think... Yeah, you've got to say questions in a funny voice. Yeah. Joe Branton, watch yeah. this, yeah. Questions. I had to completely duck the volume on your channel <laughs> then, so uh, let's see how that actually Sounds came like out. That. If you're listening to the audio podcast, I'm either sorry... Heavily distorted. ...it was too loud or sorry that it was too quiet. I told you I had um, a loud voice. Indeed. Um, so it. we've got questions from the Facebook group, um, and it looks like we've got a whole bunch of questions from YouTube as well, and it might be cool to try and answer some of those on yeah, our I'd first like night that. streaming on YouTube. So... Let's do one from Facebook first. This comes from facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum uh, where you can hang out with other guitar nerds listeners and or viewers. Um, and cool people, basically. All the cool guys. Uh, Dan, you're on there? Yeah, I certainly yeah. am. I uh, love it. A lot of our former guests and stuff are on there. So I do, um, uh, when, I, when I do go to the, uh, the guitar stores and purchase new uh, little bits, I often like to... Pop a little picture on Pop there. Pop a little picture yeah. up there, yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's what it's for. Totally. It's great. So, um, this one comes from Tate on the Facebook group. Hey, guys, what's the best wah pedal to buy? Thank you. Short and sweet. Cool. Well, wah pedals, I suppose, um, it's worth me saying that I don't really use a wah, to be honest. No? But the only wah I've ever owned was a, um, a Digitech uh, <laughs> XP100. Oh, the whammy wah. Which is the old whammy wah, yeah. Um, talk about the XP100 a bit. Well, I thought it was great, actually. The only real problem with it, and the reason I had to sell it, is the tracking on it was really poor. Yeah. Like, the sounds that it made were fantastic, and they're really out there. Plus, you've got loads of different types of wah, a volume setting, tons more whammy settings than you do on the new one. But it just didn't track properly yeah, so yeah. I couldn't handle it. it they're quite notorious for yes. that failing a lot of the time and I think it gets worse with age as well yeah, and they must it was, be it was 30 knackered. years old maybe it was knackered yeah. I, I used to wear um, lots of hard sole like leather sole shoes while I was playing and the little plastic knobs that come on them the little plastic buttons foot switches oh, yeah, just, I used to kick them off all the time yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. it you have to unplug it and not use it yeah. but yeah the wire on it sounded really good Though the tracking was bad. Yeah. I must admit, whenever I've tried um, a Jim Dunlop standard crybaby, it's always been a winner for me. Correct answer. It really is the best. Um, Yeah, they totally are. I think that if ever anyone phones in and says, 
Uh, phones in, emails in. Um, what well, should I get? Crybaby. Yeah, crybaby every time. Oh, but they do lots of different crybabies. Get the standard one. Yeah, yeah. They the sound normal really one good. is the best. I think there's an argument to be made for listening to the others. Because I remember hearing the Jimi Hendrix crybaby once. And the it black was, top. The black oh, okay. top one yeah, was yeah. really good. Yeah, I remember that but as well. it was also... Four times, three or four times the no, price. No, it wasn't. Loads yeah. more money. Yeah, it was like really? it was like one four nine or something. And a standard cry baby's, baby's what fifty quid, sixty nine quid. Yeah, I think. Or it was at that time anyway. So, so yeah, at least double the money. And it was kind of like not doubly as good. It sounded really nice. You know, it was kind of sweet and um, sounded really smooth and stuff. Because I mean, the difference is probably just a different potentiometer, isn't it? It's just a yeah, different sweet spot. Probably, on the pot. probably. Yeah, the. Um, the thing I don't like with wild pedals is when they sound too aggressive. Like mm. I don't really like the Vox stuff because it sounds a bit quacky sometimes. Mm. Um, the top end is really strong, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And I also don't really like the more modern sounding stuff, like the Morleys, where mm. they it's not really the same effect with those. They are a while, but because they're optical, they sound very, very different. Um, so yeah, the standard Crybaby. Um, Jay Cross, you got anything more to add to the uh, to the Crybaby debate? Uh, absolutely nothing at all. Okay, good. So just standard Crybaby for yeah, you as well. Always standard Crybaby is the one. Standard Crybaby, or unless you want something, unless you like specifically want like that. Um, the only other one that I thought was significantly dif- different was the Slash because okay. it was um, eighteen. Uh, 18 volt and it had a uh, you had like it was a distortion the drive circuit yeah it had well. a drive circuit and as knob well. on the side didn't yeah. it yeah so um, you know it was that was significantly different I think but other than that I think a lot of the time it does just come down to the aesthetics and it's such a like there have been signature crybabies for longer than I can think of any other signature pedals it's such a weird thing for there to be a signature of yeah do you know it's what I mean? It's a very like, distinctive effect, isn't it? Well, yeah, but I think, I think really the big the, differences in the way they sound, because all those artists that they're making signature models for just use the standard one. Yeah. It's all down to the way their feet work <laughs> at the end of the day. Well, I guess what it is is they've gone in and said, you're a Crybaby user, do you want to try some different potentiometers in there? And What do you think sounds better? Mm. Okay, that one sounds better. We'll make that into your your signature model and you know there's other things that they do like the volume boost and um, there's some switchless wires and stuff like that as well where you are not don't have to push down there's in the front cool but ideas as well I used to have a Crybaby 95 or something I think it was called the 95Q 95Q no 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 which was full size but it had a 15dB volume boost in it oh okay because obviously you know what a wire is doing is it's kind of boosting and cutting frequencies at the same time so Inevitably, you get some a bit of volume drop usually when you kick in a wall mm. if you've got no other pedals behind it. Um, it's almost like you need a buffer in your pedals, isn't it? It's well, weird, yeah, I mean, that's... Weird, that. Or a volume boost, 15 dB volume boost. For sure. So yes, you can activate that. Yeah. Um, and it also was switchless as well, which I found was really annoying, actually, because it would just... you can't feel it yeah, exactly. going on. It, and totally. I suppose when you're playing a show... You either want to feel it or see a light go on. Yeah, and there was a bit of a delay as well with it kicking in. So you'd step on it and it was like, a, uh, uh, then the wire oh. came in. So, um, yeah, I think just the standard one. Standard one Great is the pedal. way to go. A follow-up question from that, actually, is yeah. uh, from Michael Rigby in the chat. Wants to know, how about the Crybaby versus the Crybaby Mini? Oh. Which I think is a good point. You touched on it earlier. The Crybaby Mini was is great. Yep. Didn't it's we do? We did a video with both of them, didn't we? I think. Did we do oh. a? Did we do a video? Yeah, both? on the on the on this very channel. You're watching oh. this YouTube video on, or if you're listening, go to the YouTube channel. We did a Crybaby versus Crybaby Mini, I think. Right. Okay. Um, 
Or did we just do a regular? Did we just? I do think the we just did a Cry Baby Mini. I don't think we did a versus. I can't remember. Video. Maybe we should do. Maybe we should do a versus. Um, Scooby Doo, B Scooby Doo, Booby Doo, Scooby Doo, that one. Indeed, that one. Um, Scooby Doo, <laughs> but I have had. Uh, I had both of them at home at one point. So I've got a regular Cry Baby, and I had the Cry Baby Mini, and I did the AB myself, and they sound pretty much exactly the same. I mean, so. the insides of them are probably. Exactly the same. Well, because there's not no, a huge amount in a crybaby. It. It's just a pot, really, isn't yeah. it? But I suppose the fact is that having a smaller pedal would definitely alter the way you use your feet on it. Yep. Because you've done then, the same kind of travel on it, I there's suppose. There's not much travel on a regular crybaby anyway. It's kind of just rocks back and forth slightly. Yeah, and yeah. they've managed to keep most of that. They rocks back and forth. Um, they managed to keep most of that tread on the mini. And it's, it sounded really good, and it, you know they're about takes up a lot less space. Totally, totally. And let's taken, face it, that's a premium. I've taken the Crybaby off my board now because it was taking up too much room. So maybe a Crybaby Mini is the uh, could be a the option. For you. So let's do another question. They're um, about the same price too, I think. I think they? they are. Yeah. Jay, you got one from the YouTube chat? Yes, actually, I've got a couple going on here. Okay. Um, the first one is from Harry Cole, who says, uh, "Do any of you have any experience with running a wet dry rig? If so, how did you find it?" Which I think we should. Uh, we should put a pin in and hammer over to Matt Knight next week because yep. that that has got Matt Knight written all over it. He very much does run the He's wet dry. In fact, he that. he runs wet dry wet. He's got three amps on the yes. go these days. So. Three. <sighs> yeah. You can see what he needs to A-B-C-Y. do. Is if he if yeah. he swapped out that um that dry rig. Then you know he definitely feel, he'd feel it in his fingers. <laughs> he'd definitely feel it in his toes. You know. Wet wet wet. You have a wet 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 rig. <laughs> Very good. Um, anyway, um, here's guy. one. Here's stop, one. I think here's one. Hanging the sorry, table. Here's one. I think for you actually. Okay, go on. Um, Richard Taylor says, "Any ideas why Fender doesn't do anything new, and why haven't we seen a performer reissue?" Ooh. Okay, interesting. So you're firing this over to me because of the top five weirdest Fenders or whatever video we did. Yes, it top is. Top ten weirdest yeah. Fender. So Fender performer was a. This is. I'm getting confused with the katana. So the performer was like a super strat with a weird pointy body, like mid eighties, big active humbuckers. Almost like BC Rich style. Um yeah, kind of. I tell you what, so on the question of why don't they do anything new, they kind of have been. Like yeah. offset telly, I think yeah. is one. I also saw for the first time in the flesh uh, last week the Serge Sergio Valin. Sergio Valin signature, yeah. which it doesn't look that dissimilar from a performer. It's got it's, a kind of offset yeah. humbucker in the bridge. It's, it's kind of like an offset strat, isn't it? The yeah. Sergio Valin. Um, I thought it looked way cooler than I thought it looked in pictures. Like yeah. in the flesh, mm. it looked really good. And the trem looks good. It's got kind of like a cross between a Jaguar and a Big Spee kind of vibe cool. on it. Um, That's right up my street. Yeah. I love um, that. It was really, really interesting to, to actually see it. Um, so I do think they do new stuff occasionally, and I'm curious to see what these new American guitars are going to be. Yeah, well, and also there was the um, the bass, the Rascal. The Rascal, yeah. the Dimension. The Dimension, of course, the Dimension 5 string as well. Yeah. Um, so Rascal was cool, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, they were experimenting a lot in the Modern Player series. Yeah. I mean, on the guitars, there were variations on strats and tellies pretty much, but yeah. I think with Fender, obviously, you know, they... They've got to hit targets and stuff. They're not a small builder. So <laughs> if they suddenly went, right, no strats and tellies, all we're doing is performers, katanas, elite you'd tellies. You'd have some angry customers. You'd have some angry customers. Not yeah. going to do the telly anymore because we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. They'll always but be. But I want one. <laughs> but I mean, you say that, but like, that's what Gibson did in 1961. 
you know, they just went, nah, this, I don't think there's any legs in this one, mate. It's not well, working. I, I, I mean, don't, don't think there's any legs in this. That's because there wasn't. They weren't selling very well. Well, that's so, true, I um, suppose. But I think Strats and Telly still do okay from uh, from what I've read. <laughs> Strats and Tellys are still selling. But, I mean, luckily, we talked about them earlier. Someone like Reverend, um, you know, there's other brands out there now who, because of, you know, how the internet works and stuff, um, are able to connect with an audience in a way that only Fender, Gibson, Ibanez, yeah. Jackson and stuff used yeah. to. So it's no longer dominated by massive marketing to- departments. Totally. So you can and gain it's, access to it's meant that a market. Smaller brands like Reverend have been able to kind of Depinto as well to- is another one I've been really oh, into. Really? Recently. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Depinto De are um are based just around uh, based in Philadelphia. Are they really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I with, think I remember you saying this yeah, to me a while it was ago. Really yeah, really annoying. We really wanted to go and check out the uh, check out the the factory when we were. Jay Cross's spiritual home of, of Philadelphia. That's yeah, it. but uh, couldn't couldn't make it unfortunately. It was really annoying because it's just in like North Philly. It's just like really. Yeah, it's, it's really like a. Can cool you actually area. go in the factory? I and think have a little so. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Think so. Duesenberg are another one. You know who yep. have kind of uh, kind yeah, of crept yeah. in there. You're seeing them a lot. Um, people like Chapman as well. You know the Chapman guitars are doing really well so yeah I think yes Fender are always going to produce Strats and Tellys they occasionally do some weirder stuff um, the 80s was very much time for that because those guitars were not as popular mm. so they could do things like performers and katanas and more pointy stuff um, but Strats and Tellys are still really popular but as uh, are a Jack- decade of mistakes for pretty much everyone for the 80s I don't know there's you know a lot of people like the performer in particular the katana not so much because it's like a Randy Rhodes V, but without mm. the V in the middle, they just filled that in just basically. That bit in. Um, yeah, they just guitar- stuck another bit in. Yeah, there. the katana's <laughs> is a very weird well, guitar. Cost cutting. Well, indeed. Well, well, or not cutting. Not cutting to save. No cutting. No, no cutting. That's how the wood grows. Those, but less cutting. That's how those trees grow. Yeah, they just the make katana. it in the shape oh, yeah. of the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They grow they just like stick that. a neck on it. There's always they money in the, the katana off. tree. Pop some strings on it. Yeah. Easy. Anyway, let's do another one from the Facebook group. Um, back to Fender stuff. Matt says, "Want to convert my Strat to a hardtail? Any tips or suggestions?" Good idea. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> Great idea. That's the tip. Well done. Um, I used to just—I've I've had a Strat before. I don't have it anymore, sadly. Um, but I just used to screw the screws on the front of the bridge down, put another couple of springs in, and and that was me done. I've heard of other people, and that worked fine, by the way. That was totally fine. Yeah. Didn't sound much different, but stayed in tune a lot easier and gave me a lot less trouble. Stopped breaking strings as well. Um, but that might have been something to do with me sorting the bridge saddles out too, I think. But then a lot of people inside, they, they'll pop a little wooden block mm-hmm. um, tight up between the um, the bridge block, so like the, the trem block and the butt of the guitar inside. Yeah, basically like the cavity inside yeah. that's, that's kind of left... The room in which the bridge block would yeah, swing if you gap. were using the tremolo, basically. Um, but I, and I think it's supposed to increase resonance or something yep. like that. Though I must admit, I never bothered. I didn't really try it because okay. I felt that my guitar sounded great afterwards. It, yeah. was, it was totally fine the way it was, you know. That pink strat that I've got, uh, I do exactly what you have done: put in five springs and just wind in the claw, which is the kind of the two screws and the metal. Bar, I guess that mm. holds the uh, the trem springs in place, and just screw that in. So you could also go for the wooden block. And interestingly, yeah. the um, the Eric Clapton signature. I don't know if they still do, but a while ago they were 
they had like a wooden MDF block in there that comes with the guitar. That comes with the guitar. It. Yeah, they, it had a few, like five springs in there. Um, there is another option which Jay is just showing us a picture of now. Again, you won't be able to see this if you're watching live. I'll drop it on the. Uh, uh, I'll drop it into the. Drop it into the, the Facebook chat. Someone has, uh, and it's quite a famous picture. Someone's put like a lock. You know, like one of those latch locks. Inside like their a bolt, like a bolt lock, latch bolt um, for your toilet door. For your toilet door, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is basically um, pushing the trem into a locked position. Well, you're, 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 yeah, you're just. It's so stupid. Stop. I mean, that's fantastic. It's so stupid. I imagine that won't work particularly well uh, at all. Um, <laughs> Maybe need two. Yeah, yeah, you might need two. I've got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> no. Leave it with me, son. Leave it with me. I've this got... is like this is like the sort of thing that you hear about of horror stories from taking stuff into guitar shops in like the uh, like the early nineties. Yeah, I've got. Leave it with me, son. I'll sort it out for you. I'll sort it. Um, can I just no, say I'm... someone in the YouTube comments has just commented Joe looks much less weird through YouTube cool yeah <laughs> um, yeah. This well is... that's because Joe needs to of course get in contact if he's watching <laughs> and tell us why I he's... should give him his job back yeah this is Dan uh, Dan's stolen Jay's, uh, Joe's stolen job stolen Joe's place I'm afraid um, let's do uh, so that was one from Facebook Jay have you got one from YouTube yes um, this is going back to uh, going to see if Dan can yeah. go back to your, uh, your guitar shop days there mate so uh, Michael Rigby in the chat says uh, I've got an Epiphone 339 Pro the pickups are a little too brittle and underpowered uh, what pickup set can I drop in to offer more power but keep the 339, 339 tone 57 classics my man there it's we go the one. so um, I play a, a, I'd have a 335 as well as this amazing telly that these guys are well jealous of yeah Um, but the 335 with a big speed and with two 57 classic humbuckers in and they are the best pickups I've ever heard in a Gibson guitar they're They're the ones yeah I know that um, the bare knuckle do some really cool stuff as well and of course these new high voltage um, Seymour Duncan pickups sound like a bit of a winner if you're off to something that's really really high output yeah are they going to keep the kind of 339 Tone? Probably not. You're probably no. going to get like Uber Drive. Though, you stick, stick some EMGs in there. Yeah, <laughs> EMGs. Just strip everything out, put a load of batteries in it, and you're away. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you're right with 57 57s. Because they're not massively overpowered, are they? They're a little bit more kind of subtle. So They're like the highest output, but retaining that classic kind of tone that you get from an old hollow body guitar. Yeah. Um, you know, the ones that come in an Epiphone as standard are probably really good yeah. but they're not going to be of professional kind of quality they're going to be slightly cheaper they, they, mass produced I things. mean they basically try and take whatever's in the 335 or 339 of the day and make an Epiphone version don't yeah. they um, Gibson have a hand in designing those pickups mm-hmm. they don't just buy them off the shelf no. so um, but yeah I mean I, I do think you know, bare knuckle is certainly an option, but I also think Gibson themselves do some great pickups. Yeah, fifty-seven the, classic. The fifty-seven classic would be would be my choice. Um, if you're going down the bare knuckle route, I think it's the Stormy Monday. Is the uh, is the like fifty-seven, fifty-eight equivalent, fifty-seven equivalent, yeah. which is um, pretty much a, a copy or inspired a, a, a by a fifty-seven classic, yeah. classic just, which well, is the original, just, you know. Absolutely, but if you go down the bare knuckle route, you can be like, right, well. You, I want it in this colour and mm. you know you can I be want it lime bit... green yeah with pink spots on please. absolutely and they'll probably do it for you yeah. so that's, they might laugh um... at you but they'd still be up for it yeah which is great 
And this one comes from Tyson, who says, looking for an overdrive slash preamp pedal for my small board to do what the saturation side of my deco is doing on my big board. Cool. First in chain, warming, gritting, more bettering, as it were. Um, more better pedal. More bettering. Uh, the dot overdrive seems to have a nice sound at a reasonable price, and I know I've uh, you've had good things to say about the Echoplex preamp. What are my best options for that kind of sound? Echoplex so, preamps are really nice. Front of the chain grit pedals, basically. Now, a little expensive... I must admit, um, but I do love the um, uh, I can't remember, KTR Clon KTR, me, Clon KTR okay. that I've been using. Um, now it's a drive pedal, but you can keep the, vo- uh, the the gain down, crank the volume up, and get that real sweet kind of push on the front end of your amp too. This is the most recent and most widely available Clon. Is that right? The, the red box one, the red with one the, with the, the says, little message on the front says "Sorry about the hype" or something. Yeah, yeah. It's the hype like, is not of my making. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think Kindly cool. remember. Yeah, yeah. The ridiculous hype is not of my making. That's, that's really cool. I, it's really I like cool. that. But I it's, think so. It's a fantastic pedal. You can, for the second you get out of the box, you can tell how well put together it is. Yeah. Um, there's also a very odd switch on the side that selects between almost always worse and almost always better. <laughs> is that how it's des- described on that's the side? That's how it's described on the side of the pedal. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? This is something to do with my taste, I suppose. I always have mine on almost always worse. <laughs> and it sounds great. But then it, it works so well with, um, especially with like Fender amps, um, 6L6 amps, because you get a huge amount of volume boost. Yeah. Like unbelievable amount of volume boost. But then when you plug it into something like the Dr. Z or a Marshall or a smaller, say, 6V6 Fender amp, um, you get tons more grit tons more gain and a nice volume boost yeah. like not too wild um, but I think the the whole theory behind the clon anyway is to put it in front of a, a twin really yeah because a twin obviously is way too loud for most people's applications so you pop a pop a clon in front of it and it will just give you that grit that you need to kind of to kind of um, get a bit of a drive out of it, you know. Not having to completely smash the amp exactly. to, um, to get some to get some grit exactly. going on. Jake, Jake Ross, any thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, the um, the deco again, expensive option. And I don't well, know he's got you put he's it... got a deco. Oh, got it. He's got, he's got, a, deco. got a deco. He's got a deco on a big board, but he's making something more portable. He wants to basically get what the deco is doing, but on a smaller board. But without having all the other Deco stuff, he just wants Echoplex is little as well. The Echoplex is great. You've got one of those, don't you? I do. It's very clean. Um, it's. I mean, it's definitely a make good. Didn't they do? They did another one, didn't they? They did a delay as well. Oh um, yeah, of course but, they did. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, kind of, of similar to what a Deco does, where you all you're doing is just doubling the signal slightly the deco, real quick the deco well the deco has got that but it's also got a preamp in there as well mm, so it's yeah. got a drive section you can crank the gain a touch you can so I think there's, the deco is more gritty whereas I think the um, Echoplex Pre is just makes things better it's like an enhancer yeah. for your guitar signal I guess you could if you want to go down something like that you could go to what I think we would consider the original make better pedal okay which was the uh pigtronics class a uh not uh class a boost yeah that's what it's called pigtronics class a boost the class yeah, a boost yeah, yeah the pigtronics yeah. class a boost which um they sold as a boost pedal and 
I just think it like the more you turn it up, the better everything sounds. Better everything gets. It yeah. just was a make better. So you can have it a little bit better. Yeah. Loads better. Yeah. Or just a little, or just like know, half just a little better. bit better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to throw a new one into the ring that probably neither of you guys have heard, but it's come through for Gear of the Year, so we're going to be doing a demo coming up fairly soon. Um, Walrus Audio have released a pedal called the 385 Overdrive, which we have talked about on here before. Yes. Um, it's basically uh, the preamp from a very rare film projector that people have started u- or f- finding them and going, okay, this sounds amazing on guitar. Walrus have taken the circuit, put it in a compact pedal, um, and it sounds awesome. That is cool. It's really, really good. I, I can't remember the name of the pedal. They were going to call it that, and then whoever makes the film projector, or someone had already taken the name, so it's now called the 385 Overdrive. I wonder what the significance of that number yeah, was. Yeah, it's, it's something to do with, like, that is the number of the projector or something. Um, it's the number of the beast. It's the number of the beast. Um, so, yeah, the 385... Rhymes as well, that's quite nice. Yeah, yeah. So, control-wise, what is it, Jay? You've got, like, gain, volume, bass and treble, I think, on there. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah. It's so, sound- pretty simple. It sounds great, and obviously it's going for a kind of old-school, front-end, preamp-type sound, which what the, is what the Deco does. Hmm. Um, I really like it. I mean, they're not a cheap pedal. They're $199.00. Um, but it's very very good quality all the Walrus stuff I've seen so far is really nice um, and that in particular for this application I think would work very very well I think that's something that you need to look at when you're buying something that is as subtle as this as well Yeah, subtle stuff tends to cost quite a bit more money totally the wild stuff is pretty cheap and cheerful well, but then if you want it to sound real good quality and not too mad then the more expensive stuff does tend to be a bit better yeah. doesn't it it's, um, so it's actually based on the uh, Bell and Howe Filmo Sound 385. Okay. So cool. they have kept the right name. Right. And uh, it looks absolutely ridiculous. I think it was going to be maybe more on the nose than that. I think it was going to be called like the Filmo Sound 385. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, now gotcha. it's just called the 385. But yeah, it's um, it's an awesome sounding pedal. I can't wait to do the demo. I'm going to get Matt to uh, to do the video. So should be able to get some, some nice tones out of it. Oh my word. One sold on... Uh, Reverb. One sold on Reverb.com for 146 quid yeah. six That's months ago I bet they are I bet they've rocketed up in value yeah. since I, this pedal's come I out I also don't think it's that easy to just use it for, as a guitar no I'm sure it's so, not I'm sure it's so not so yeah the um, the 385 overdrive is, uh, is a really Oof. good one Jay have you got one more question from YouTube before we, uh, we wrap things up um, let's go with um, I guess more of a speculative question uh, there's a question in here from Joel Hand it was a little bit earlier so sorry I didn't get around to it before um, anything decent coming out in 2017 that's left-handed? Oh, Gibson are doing some stuff, aren't they? We think. yes, that yes. was that was what I was going to say. Is I think we talked about it a little bit briefly last week. I think Gibson, or maybe the week before, Gibson appear to be doing. I don't know if it's everything, but they appear to be really stepping it up. Yeah, from what we have seen and from what about we've heard. Time as well, well isn't absolutely, it? absolutely. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, and it's, this was a theory that we had that mm. they just made so many in 2013, so many left-handed in 2013 that they just didn't like make any more because they were like, well, you can just buy one of them. You've, you've, yeah, you buy for 2013. Ones. Well, yeah, absolutely. So there's plenty of left-handed people who yes. want to play guitar. Yeah. You should make them. What I would like to see is uh, some more left-handed Fender offsets. Um, I tell you who's and this is a, again this is a conversation we have quite a lot but the electric guitar world could really take a, a leaf out of the book of the acoustic guitar world because getting a good acoustic guitar left handed is well easy yeah. well easy like Martin and Taylor 
do everything left-handed. You can order whatever you like left-handed, yeah. And I don't think there's... With Taylor, there's no up... Taylor no Martin, up charge. No upcharge for, no up for left-handed. Plus, the fact is that you find so many stores... Because they're so easy to get, there's so many stores that just, just stock left-handed Taylors yeah, yeah. and Martins. But not just like... One tens and two tens, or uh, Martin DX ones and stuff like that. The cheaper stuff. People like, stock like D twenty eights left handed, yeah, HD twenty eights, HD D forty fives, and big expensive seven series tailors left handed. Yeah. It's like a commonplace thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, I guess you know, if you've got one in stock with that sort of thing, you're not fighting over like price or anything. You know, yeah. if someone's just going to go right, which store's got one? They've got one. They're near me. I'll get I'll it. I have it. Yeah. Yeah. More lefties uh, in the electric world, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Nam, I imagine, will give us more insight as to what's coming out in 2017. The only thing I know of so far is that there's going to be some more Gibson guitars. So, cool. Yeah. Um. Just to follow up to that, apparently Gibson said they were making the Explorer, Firebird, and Flying V left-handed, and then changed their minds. Oh right. Okay. So Explorer left-handed. I mean, that would be That's so cool, the wouldn't coolest it? Coolest And then you buy, ever, a, right? buy it as a right-handed and play it upside down. Oh yeah, Beautiful. absolutely. Or the only other thing that I want is uh, a cheap Squire pink sparkle Strat left-handed because they haven't been de- they haven't done those they've, they've only done those cheap ones right-handed. They want to be doing those left-handed as well. And then don't I they? can buy one and string it, it backwards. No, yeah. swap the neck because I want a a left-handed neck on my one because then you get the headstock the other way around. Oh, the backwards headstock. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we are just at an hour, so we should probably start wrapping things up. Um, thanks for listening, whether you listen uh, on the audio podcast or whether you've joined us live on YouTube. I hope the stream has held together. Um, if you want to see some more Guitar Nerd stuff or you just want to support the, the podcast and the YouTube channel, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds where for as little as $1 a month you can help us out um, if you want to support us and help us make more videos and stuff from $5 a month you get an extra half an hour of guitar nerds audio content every week uh, with our Patreon exclusive stream and for for $10 a month you become one of our executive producers as these people have um, how are we going to do this who wants to read do you want to read the list of names yeah go okay. for it well, it's, sounds it's, good I think it's on the email you got um, it? Oh, I'm, I'm on airplane mode because right, I'm pro yeah. yeah sorry you can read those and we, we sort of just do a little beat underneath cool. and a you just jingle. read them out take it away yeah. guys so we have Andy Joyce Steve Merkel Blair Toms Carlos Mancha Andrew Macro Mark Cross JD Short David Carroll Andy McKenzie Brad Page Paul Corrigan Jack Godfrey Will Clare Scott O'Brien Matt Quine Phil Thompson Laurie Anstis Moog Gravett and last but definitely not least Colin Anderson, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Dan Grace, for uh, for reading that out. And, well, thank uh, you. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get more Guitar Nerds content, patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. You can also just support us by giving us a small $1 donation. That would always be helpful um, and will help us produce more videos and do more stuff on the podcast and things like that. If you want to get involved, patreon.com, no, not patreon.com, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum where you can join in other guitar nerds listeners and viewers talk about guitars show stuff that you've bought share tips ask us questions that sort of thing 
thing. Um, be cool generally. Yeah, just yeah. be cool. If you're not uh, already on the YouTube channel, youtube.com uh, forward slash Guitar Nerds videos, where you'll be able to see the podcast live every week. From next week, we are doing Mondays from 8 p.m. Um, and hopefully we'll 8 p.m. G... Oh, is it GMT? U- UK is time. It? We're cur- UK time. We're currently in BST, I believe. Yeah, uh, we are. This is the 30th. The clocks go. Okay, bad, so the it? first one will be. So it will be GMT by the by next week. Oh no, no, it won't. No, it won't. no it'll be it'll the next be week. BST yeah, still, still in the best UK the time. The best time. The best time. The summer the time. Yeah. BS time. It was the BS the GM times. Time. BST so, times. Um, yeah, so next week, uh, Monday from 8pm. Um, At the moment, that's not going to affect the audio podcast, I don't think. I think it will still go out on the same day. So, um, yeah, nothing will change there. Um, you can go to guitarnerds.net to listen to a load of podcasts, read articles, and um, do other stuff on there. Um, Dan Grace, thanks for joining us this week. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's You're going to stick around for another half an hour, and sure we're going to do your top tips for becoming a session guitarist. Sounds good. If um, for non-Patreon listeners, where can people find you on the internet? Um, so you can find me on Twitter, which is at ukulele death. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Or um, if you want, you can listen to my band, which is um, at dam underscore she crazy on Twitter. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me on the internet. Really. Or, or you know, sign up for BIM and say that Dan sent you. Sign up for BIM and say that I sent you exactly. Yeah. If you want to study music, guys, I'll be your man to speak to. Uh, that's a terrifying thought. Yep. Um, thanks very much for listening this week. And uh, if we don't see you on the Patreon episode, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Cheers, gang. Bye bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.